You're listening to SBS News. Peter Fraser lost his daughter in 2012 after 23-year-old Sarah Fraser was killed when a truck sideswiped her broken-down car. There continues to be around 1,000 road crash deaths each year in Australia. In 2021, there was over 1,000 road-related deaths, an increase of nearly 3% from 2020. Now, new smart technology is looking to improve road safety across the country. Mr Fraser founded Sarah Group in 2013, a road safety organisation named after his daughter. He says he welcomes any new safety measures when it comes to preventing road fatalities. Anything that um, reduces those numbers is fantastic. So, I, you know, as I say, I'm an advocate for it. But And if we go back into 2012 when my own beautiful daughter Sarah Fraser was killed, had we had the ability for infrastructure to communicate with vehicles, then that distracted truck driver would have been given an alert that would have potentially saved my daughter's life. The new technology is being referred to as the Cooperative Intelligent Transport System and encompasses an array of technologies that ultimately work to prevent road accidents by providing immediate information to drivers and vulnerable road users, such as pedestrians and cyclists. Ian Christensen is Managing Director of iMove Australia, an organisation that has been working closely in the trialling of this new technology. He explains how the system works. So the overall idea behind uh, cooperative ITS or cooperative intelligent transport systems is to improve the information flow to drivers and road decision makers. Uh, And that means decision making in real time. So in the first instance, uh, and the simplest uh, deployment of CITS would be to make um, hazard information available to drivers. The system also has the potential for vehicles to pick up on signals and information, Mr Christensen explains, allowing drivers to be notified of hazards that would otherwise be invisible. It has potential to offer safety benefits to vulnerable road users, uh, safety benefits or, or reduced uh, rates of accidents in, for vehicle drivers themselves and, uh, and, and also potentially improved, we'll, we'll call it you know, intersection effectiveness or intersection productivity, um, which ultimately leads to less stopping and starting and, and lower greenhouse gas emissions as well. The technology was trialled by 350 participants over a nine-month period in the city of Ipswich. A consultation paper was provided to the Federal Transport Department this week, including submissions from the public, car manufacturers and other groups from the automotive industry. The smart technology being tested included phone messaging systems between vehicles and traffic lights. Mr Christensen says it was also trialling technology that enables drivers to be alerted to information from a cloud about upcoming hazards. One participant, who is using a pseudonym Michael, felt the device helped him be better prepared for hazards. I was more aware of them when the alerts popped up. The most useful thing I found was knowing what the speed limit was in the area where you're driving. Because with all the different speed limit changes around school areas and uh, just in urban areas, it's helpful to know what the limits are so it's easier to comply with it. Another participant reported to Queensland University of Technology's Centre for Accident Research and Road Safety that the alert tone from the red light warning prevented him from running a red light when he was tired after a work shift. Ian Christensen says the information alerts proved to be successful in directing driver response. 
we could see whether the drivers responded to the alerts with a change of behaviour, particularly a, a, you know, a reduction in speed, and in in which situations were was the driver were the drivers sort of most responsive, and so overall we found that. In up to 20% of cases, let's say the you know the drivers show, showed a clear and immediate um, reduction in speed, which we interpret then to to uh, reduce the risk of um, a, a, an accident. However, Mr. Fraser says it's important to not replace social and personal responsibility and awareness with technology. He explained how a lack of police enforcement and other factors, such as point-to-point camera systems, would also affect people's compliance. We do have to take that individual responsibility and an ITS system, as I say, I'm an advocate for it, um, it's not going to replace that decision-making that individuals uh, will need to do. And indeed, I think that there would be an incredible backlash if people were saying that the vehicle is now going to make those decisions. People will still want to be in control. So this whole concept of how we need to change behaviour needs to be part and parcel of this discussion of the intelligent transport systems. The Federal Department of Transport and Infrastructure has set out draft principles for implementing a national approach to the technology, with the cooperation of Australian governments and industry noted as key to achieving this goal. Dr Miranda Blogg is the Executive Director of Safer Roads Infrastructure from the Queensland Department of Transport and helped lead the trial in Ipswich. She says a lot of coordination is required nationally to agree on industry standards for different vehicles to communicate, as well as to ensure the security of messages being transmitted. The most cost-effective and secure model of this technology could take up to two to four years to be implemented, according to Dr Blogg. We're hoping that if we can do some more large-scale cross-border pilots, there may be a chance to, to move us closer as government. But industry ultimately also needs to make some decisions about what product they want to enter into market in Australia. And that's very heavily dependent on, one, agreeing on standards, and two, having the systems in place like those security systems that they can use um, and they have confidence that that's where Australian governments are going. Mr Christensen says the Commonwealth Government has an important leadership role to play when it comes to road safety. I would say the, the role of the, the Commonwealth Government is to encourage, uh, to build consensus amongst the jurisdictions and in, encourage the jurisdictions to, to all come on board with a a nationally consistent approach to um, information, you know, hazard messaging to uh, drivers and vehicles. Mr Fraser has a message for all Australians on the road. We forget that we're actually in a vehicle, um, which is a vehicle which can kill and maim, and we've got to look after those on the road ahead so that everyone's loved one gets home safe, and that's the key. So we've got to turn that on its head from we're only protecting the driver we're protecting those in the vehicle and everyone that that vehicle may come across. These are all vulnerable people, so we've got to actively look after them. He wants Australians to know the story behind the yellow ribbon which will be adorning cars and monuments across the country in May, spreading awareness of the life-saving potential of road safety during National Road Safety Week. When Sarah was killed, I tied a yellow ribbon onto our car aerial because that was her favourite colour, nothing to do with road safety. But what happened was our community here in the Blue Mountains started to do the same thing. 
and that then spread across the nation. And it's now the uh, national road safety symbol. So when you see things on, you know, on the backs of vehicles, uh, you'll see drive survivors survive and reflective uh, ribbons and stickers and that. They're moving billboards for road safety now. But it was that started because it was just my beautiful daughter's favourite colour. So we're incredibly proud of that. Katrina Stirrett, SBS News.